Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favourite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Welcome back. How are you? Good to see you. Good to hear you. Good to, good to know you're there. Otherwise, this would just be me chatting into the void. And, uh, yeah, we do that enough. I do that enough in my own time, let alone doing it when I go to Tunbridge Wells. Um, yes, I'm in the studio again. Love coming down here, like I keep saying. It's just, I love it. I do love it. I don't know if I'd do it. I, I don't know if I'd cope if it was proper, like, you know, like being a proper commuter. I've done that a few times in, in my life, and that's not fun for anyone. So if you are that, if you're a commuter, if you're listening to this and you're commuting into your job, right, I feel for you. I do. I genuinely feel for you that you do this every day. Every day on your way in and every day on your way back. And I fucking feel for you. So, listen, I know what you're doing. I know what you're going through. Got nothing but love and respect for you. You carry on doing what you're doing. Because you're a better person than I am, let me tell you that much. Um, Before we get into it, uh, the usual, I have to ask you a favour. Please become a Patreon and bung us a couple of quid a week. uh, And that way we can keep giving you the finest podcast in the land. You know, because I love doing it and I know you love listening to it. And so the longer we can keep doing this, the better. But we need your help. So if you could go to uh, patreon.com forward slash membrane podcast or click the link tree in all of my bios on my social media. So I am Rich Wilson on Twitter. I am Rich Wilson on Instagram. I'm on TikTok, Facebook. I'm on all of them. Um, or click the link in the podcast description uh, in, uh, in this um, and if do that. And then bung us a couple of quid. And with that, you'll get over 50 archive interviews. You'll also get early access to our filmed interviews because we're doing that now. We're filming them. Uh, so that you can actually see us um, in the chit-chat, which is always nice, isn't it? Hey, so do that for us. A couple of quid a month. You won't even know it's gone. Um, and that all that does is help us keep this going because without you, we, we well, without you, it would be pointless, wouldn't it? Just be me talking to producer Paul and, and no one wants that. So do that for us. That would be fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, what's happening with me? Same, usual, running around, doing the gigs, I'm having a good time. Uh, I've recently moved, I live in Brighton now, which is nice, isn't it? I've always wanted to live in Brighton. I never got, but it's one of those things, it never, I always wanted to. And then it was always like, well, I want, you know, the guys next to on your journey, and it's this, and it's that, you know, you do a lot of traveling around, blah, blah, blah. But then having lived in Leon C, and that's another sort of 50, 45, 50 minutes on your journey, so it's the same thing, and I was like, you know what, I'm up for it. So yeah, living in Brighton, Brighton's lovely. I've always wanted to live down there, like I say, such a chilled out vibe. It's a beautiful thing. It's just, I just, it's nice to feel part of the community, which is nice. There's loads of people down there that I know. So I'm always bumping into people, which is lovely. So yeah, if you're ever in Brighton, right, 
I'm probably I'm probably hanging around somewhere. I'm probably up the lane somewhere having a coffee. So keep your eyes peeled. And if you see me, come and say hello. You know, I'll always have a chat with you. Always. I mean, don't be weird. If you're weird, then we'll have a chat about that. But you come and say hello. Why not? Eh? We'll have we'll get through this and have a nice chat together. It'd be lovely. Do that. It'd be great. Um, this week's guest is the brilliant comedian uh, Josh James. Josh James, I met a few years ago. And I hit it off with him immediately. I think because we come with sort of similar sort of backgrounds, you know, working class lads, you know. I think the classes is a blurred line. It's blurred, you know, it's not as it's not as clear cut a lot of the time, you know what I mean? Like, working class, but not, you know, we're not on the we're not on the dole line. We're not, it's, it's, a, it's, it's sort of, it's a, more people are like that, aren't we? We're all sort of in between everything, aren't we? We're more fluid than that. Anyway, I'm whittling on. Josh James, good lad, lovely bloke. And I really wanted to get him on because he talks, he's very open about his mental health. But it was interesting actually because I wanted to talk to him because he's big on his football. And I wanted to talk to him about that, like being brought up in that way, in that sort of environment, and how you would, how would you broach the subject of, of mental health with, with, your, with your mates, you know, in that kind of quite a laddie environment. It was interesting to see how he reacted to this one because he got, he kind of, we're having a, you'll see, you'll, you'll have a listen. And, uh, it was interesting because you go, oh yeah, there's still a lot of work needs to be done in that environment, in that area. Because, you, you know, the lads are still, they're still, you know, they're still the way to go. They still need some help, I think, opening up. We'll get there. We'll do it. That's why we keep doing this podcast. And Josh is brilliant. It was, it was a great chat with him. And uh, yeah, listen, I'm whipping on again. I'm like, I always do this. I always <laughs> start chuntering on. Listen, let's not fuck about. Let's have it. Coming up in a minute, it's Josh James. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change needing health insurance united healthcare tri-term medical plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states learn more at uh1.com a podcast from producer paul.co.uk <laughs> insane in the membrane Hi, uh, mate, how are we doing? Hi, uh, mate, how are you doing? You all right? Yeah, we look like we look like father and son today. <laughs> <laughs> look at that shit going on. I'll be proud yeah. to be your dad. Yeah. Look at that. That's how that's where I'm at now. That's where I'm at in life. I'm 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 old enough to be people's dads, like grown up adult human beings. Yeah. <laughs> mate, 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 me too. Well maybe not maybe not too grown up, but certainly like eight kids of a certain age. <laughs> Teenagers. <laughs> yeah. You're right, mate. Yeah, I'm good, mate. Yeah, I'm all right. Excellent, excellent. I'm loving your output, mate. I'm loving your online stuff. Do you know what, Rich? It's like, 
Oh, it's it's not enjoy. It's not that enjoyable doing it, to be no, honest. Of course, it's not. It's like it's like a fucking job. Yeah. Obviously, I just want to do the stand up, but I know that it's all sort of intertwined now. And I want to maybe try and push on a bit. You know, to try and get people to the gigs, I've got to do it. But at the same time, it's hard doing. I find a lot of people with the biggest followings on online, like they do the most obvi- obvious observations. Yeah, of course. You know, and yeah. as when you're doing stand up, obviously it's a complete different thing because you want to try and be unique, you know, nuanced, all these things, and that's just not what online is. No. So it's a I lot find of it difficult. I try not to be too much of a snob about it. And I'm going to probably upset a lot of people now, but I see a lot of it, and I'm like, "Fucking, this is this is what this is what happens when basic bitches breed. There's too many of them, yeah. and this is all. It's like you go, I, I watch it. I'm like, I don't oh, fuck. I see a lot of people doing, and I'm not knocking them. Good on them. They've got big followings. They're having a good time. I bless them. And I'm not, I'm not patronising in any way, shape, or form. But I see some people. And they're doing like, they do like the, uh, they get like, they show their outfit of the day and all this sort of thing. And I see something like this, I see some of them and I'm like, but that's just from the high street. Like you're not doing anything, like you're not finding stuff in vintage shops or you're not finding stuff in elsewhere and you're mixing it with this, that and the other. You go, that's straight out of H&M. Uh, I could have done that. And you go, yeah. they go, oh look, this is giving you some ideas for the summer. You're like, fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I'm in a constant battle between obviously trying to make that relatable, right? Mm. Um, but trying to make it like unique enough that I'm like, no, actually, I'm quite proud of that, and yeah. maybe I could develop an idea around that or whatever. But I'm I'm constantly sort of torn, you know, torn between the two. I mean, that's why I've got all these cameras, and uh, that's why I, that's why I do it on like a proper camera because even from the point of viewers, I want it to look as if like. Oh, that could maybe be on TV. You see what mm. I mean? Yeah, As yeah, opposed yeah. to always just using your iPhone there. But, you know, online is is what it is. It's a necessary evil, isn't it? And yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to do it in the right way, but with the other fuck knows. You have to, that's the thing. Like, I've had this conversation with loads of people. Oh, by the way, when I'm, when I'm talking about what I was talking about just now, there are some people that are, that are properly, like, when, like they're, they're finding that middle ground between the two the two worlds where so mm. you're, you're bringing everybody in and it's uh, poppy adams she's brilliant she's fantastic on instagram and then there's you there's a few other people and you're going like oh yeah you're finding the middle ground between it all and you're bringing everyone together i really like that um uh, but a lot of it i just despair i'm like fuck me just yeah but you know maybe because it's obvious to us it's not obvious to other people maybe we're because we're comedians we're sort of aware, more aware of stuff, you know what I mean? Because we're always observing and keeping an eye yeah. on stuff, so we're a bit more. But at the same time, same time, sometimes you see stuff online, and you're like, "Ah, oh, if you if you done that on stage, you'd be <laughs> shot. You you, you would not even be shot, but like, you just the, people would be like, yeah." You're, you're yeah. Plastic, yeah, you're pointing out the obvious. You see what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, I know. I've got a plastic bag full of plastic bags in my drawer. I know. We've all got yeah. it. Why are you yeah. saying that? <laughs> it's, it's an interesting one, and I'm still trying to figure it out. And like I said, sometimes I get it right, sometimes I don't. Um, but a big thing for me is like, also, when I go back on the comedy circuit, 
I want stand-up comedians to think what I'm doing is 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 half decent. Yeah, you know, I don't just want like like loads of followers and all this sort of stuff just for the sake of it. Like if I had all that, but then everyone on the circuit was like, "Yeah, but what you're doing is is not that great." I, then I I, don't, I wouldn't like that. Do you know what this comes up a lot because I have a lot of comedians on here, and I said this I was I was recording with somebody earlier, and it's something that sort of dawned on me fairly recently. And I mean no disrespect to my to my peers, my colleagues. You know, I love you all dearly. But the, and they'll probably back me up on this. When the day that you don't give a fuck what other comedians think about what you're doing is the day that your comedy will just soar. Because we do. We want, obviously obviously you want you, you want everyone to go. Ah, oh, you want to be you want to be the one. You want to be the comedian's comedian. Everyone <laughs> yeah. goes. Oh, that yeah. stuff he did with blah blah blah. But chances are you won't be that. And so you have to go. Look, I'm making audiences laugh. What I do. I, I, I'm really good at what I do and it doesn't matter if you don't get it or you you think it's beneath you or you think it's a little bit basic or whatever. I make audiences laugh and that's what matters. And that the way the day I discovered that I felt free as a bird. It was lovely. You know? And yeah. I'm not being a I'm not being a prick when I say that. I love I love comedians, I love working with them, but I don't give a shit what they think about what I do. And that's that maybe that comes with age. I don't know. Maybe. I think it's for me, for, from just like a personal point of view, it's like I've been doing comedy long enough. I know I can get a laugh. Mm. And it's, it's how, how do I get it? You know, I don't want to get it the easy, cheap way. No. You know, I want to get it with someone like, especially as well, you know, people like us, Rich. Um, I thought we're quick, we're quick to get like tarnished with a stupid brush. Do you see what I mean? As if yeah. like, oh, people well, assume. yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I, one compliment, I always get a backhanded compliment. You know, I've had it a few times. I'm like, oh, your, your jokes are actually quite clever. <laughs> <laughs> because and we I'm don't, like, oh. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we don't sound, uh, to, to people, because people assume that if they talk like they sound like they're on the BBC, like, you know, those old clipped tones. Uh, Good evening, welcome to the BBC. Like, if you sound like that, then you're obviously clever and you obviously know what you're doing. But they yeah. don't. They don't because of our accents. They kind of go, yeah. But you sound like a fucking van driver, and you go, yeah. But listen to what I'm saying. Listen mm. to the nuance. Listen to the. Listen to the. There's light and shade with what I'm doing. There's. There's. I'm actually more clever than you, just because I haven't read all the big fucking books and can't. I can't quote big chapters from Dostoevsky. Doesn't mean I'm an idiot. It just means I found that book really fucking boring. <laughs> and I don't give a shit. I'm not going to quote from it. It's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be reading that myself. I've had, I haven't had time. I'm not having time to read that shit. I had fucking kids to feed. I had, a, I had a job to do. I haven't got time to be sitting there reading big old fat books on war and peace. Mate, it's all about Audible nowadays. I don't... Audible. I used to. Are you? Oh, I was just about to say. I used to read load of books. No fucking. <laughs> yeah, you did. It was probably all about football. It was one, one it after was, the it, other. Yeah, it was football autobiographies, and then it was like true crime. <laughs> like just the classics. The, the classics, yeah, about someone who's tough and he's like, yeah, he's kicked someone's head in. But no, I do like audible. I, 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 I um. That's one good eight pound I spend spend a month. You know, is is audible books. I love them because you yeah. sort of don't have the hassle of. I mean, I've just had a little boy, and I went on holiday with him. Have you? And I usually I usually read a, a book um, on holiday, uh, but no chance of that this time. 
Yeah. So, so it had to be audible. Mate, thing is, because that like, because like, like, I'm watching you now, and you're sat in front of a Union Jack, and you have the voice that you have, <laughs> and certain. I've got to be honest. I've mentioned Union Jacks on this very podcast, and I said it, and I went, if I see a Union Jack hanging hanging outside of an house, I normally think, and this is probably wrong, but I normally go. Oh, yeah, I want to have a cup of tea in that house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. And it's it's because it, it has been hijacked by extremists and you know by people that their views are a little bit narrow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so and again, so you add that to what? So you've got the uni jack, you've got your accent. People straight away write you off. They don't really listen to what you have to say, and I find yeah. that really frustrating. I've done it. I've just done it. Like, you know, like I said, I see a Unijack or a St. George's flag outside a house. I'm like, I'm probably going to swerve that place. And chances yeah, are they're probably know, right. Yeah. I mean, the Union, Union Jack, but more, I mean, an England flag. Even when I see an England flag, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I would, I would give that one a wide berth. But mm. um, no, do you know what? That flag to me means modern Britain, you mm. know? Um because when I think of Britain, you know, I love, I had, I had Ishan Akbar on my uh, podcast yeah. uh, last week. And he's like, I love being British. And I was like, when I see that flag, I know the connotations it gives off, mm. you know. But when I see that flag, for me, it's for people like me, for people like Ishan, you know, we're all British, all, you know. An actual union, yeah. An actual, an actual union. And I'm sort of like, that's sort of why I got it up because... Mm. Trying to trying to claim it, trying to claim it back. You know, <laughs> well, there was a uh, moment but... in the '90s that we it was it was all right. We all had cushions, and Jerry Halliwell had a dress, and it was all you know. We had it. It was back. It was back, baby. And then it kind of got taken away again. But yeah, you're yeah, you're right. It is. It's a union. It's it, it signifies union. And yeah. for, you know, for someone like Ishan to be saying that as well is like, oh yeah, all right, I get it. Yeah, 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 I need to be less sort of closed off to it do you know what I mean but yeah, yeah. It's the St George's flag that's the one yeah the St George's St George's flag's a no-go even if England <laughs> are in the World Cup I'm, I'm not picking putting that outside my house uh, but, that just says yeah. clam rally to me and you're like oh okay. yeah it's just I, do you know what I think as well I don't think it's the best looking flag that's a Union Jack's a gorgeous flag great flag but, I'd yeah. have a, I mean Pete Townsend had a, had a blazer in the 60s of a Union Jack fucking banging David Bowie had a long old tailcoat, like a well, on the front cover of his album Earthling. Union Jack, it's the bollocks. He looked the fucking yeah. bollocks. Yeah. My, my dream's always been to get a Mini Cooper and have a an old <laughs> Mini Cooper, like Italian job, and have a Union yeah. Jack on the top. You know, I'd love that. <laughs> Do you know what I like about you is that because I see, I see, having spent some time with you, having a chat, and then seeing your output online, you're yes, you're you know you're big on your football and things like that. But you're also you're not shy about talking about your mental health issues and things you've dealt with coming you know going forward, and that's what that's what needs to happen is people like you that are in that so I'm not really in that world but you are, and it's people like you and other football stars, other sporting stars that need to start that are now starting to talk about mental health and their the things that they faced, and I find that that's so important in this day and age. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. I wouldn't. I wouldn't start being uh, always that that forthcoming with 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 that sort of thing. I mean, mm. even now, I mean, I'm I'm happy days now. You know, I'm yeah. I'm, in, I'm I'm definitely in a good place. You know, I've 
I don't drink no more. And um, I've made so many positive changes over the last sort of couple of years to, to my life. Well, I'm in such a good place today. Um, but even now that I'm in that better place, I still get embarrassed talking about um, times when I've, I've, I've felt down and all this and that, you know. Yeah, yeah, of um, that is, And that's the thing. I'm the same. Because, you know, the people I grew up with, if you were to turn around and go, oh, I'm feeling a bit shit today, you get absolutely annihilated. You, they just, Even if they were suffering with other things themselves, you just get fucking ruined. You get rinsed for opening yeah. up about it. You know, So I get it. So those, those old sort of feelings and things from, from those times, are still, they're still there, which is why it's really difficult, which is why it's admirable that people are now doing it, you know? Like fighting those own personal thoughts and feelings, and going, "No, I really need to talk about this." You know? Yeah. Do you know what? If I yeah, if I was sort of pushed on it and asked, I, I you know, I t- I talk about it a bit, but at, a, at the same time, you know, I I would never, I don't think I'd ever want to be like a mental health advocate. No. Um, if that makes sense, because like, I, I almost don't want to be tarnished with that brush, which I know is a terrible thing to say, but I'm like. I just don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want that to be, oh, you know, he's the guy, he's, he's had that. No, I want to be known as the happy guy, you know what I mean? Mm. Like when you're around me, it's, it's happy, you're having a laugh. Um, and a lot of my a lot of my troubles, what I had, was was a lot because of, you know, decisions I made in my life. So I thought mm. I was sort of to blame anyway. So I was like, I don't want no one's sympathy. You, you see what I mean? So, yeah. I know what you mean. I totally get what you mean. There's, there's mates that I know that they're they're out the other side now. That you know, drinking and whatever else they were getting up to, and now they're out the other side and they're like, yeah, I know. There's yes, I'm all for the mental health chat, but I can exactly tell you why I was the way I was. You know, like mm. the, the the gear I was doing. The I was. Because there's mates of mine that couldn't go out unless they had a bit of gear on them, or you know. And every time he's like, "We're getting," and it wasn't just going out and having a drink. It was like total annihilation every time they went out. And and then now we speak to them now, and they're like, "No, I've changed my life. I don't, I don't get pissed. I don't do this. I'm having the best time." And I, and it's 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 really good to see that they're out the other side because they, they, when they were before, they were just reliant on that. They needed to be. I don't know what they were. I don't know what they were trying to make up for. Or what it was just a feeling that you get. Maybe it was just that. I think it's just a feeling that you get, that euphoria that you get from being pissed and on it or whatever. Because I was the same. I was like, oh, I fucking love getting on it, but the downside of it was so horrible. Do you know what it's I mean? A bit of a, yeah, it's a bit of a hamster wheel. You know, it's yeah. like you go out, you you know, you go down the pub, you smash it, um, you feel on top of the world, you're talking. Nonsense! You're telling everyone what you're going to do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Next day, you feel terrible. You feel terrible for the rest of the week. You build yourself up that Thursday again. You're like, ah, oh, less. But obviously, during that week where you're feeling terrible, you're not actually achieving nothing. You're just you're just getting day through day by day. You know, yeah. you're just crawling through life, half the man that you should be, because you're a slave to this uh, this cycle of. Let's go to the pub and let's smash ourselves to bits. And it causes causes you all your misery. Yeah. But funnily enough, it's the only time where you can actually feel happy. You know, it's a real vicious, horrible cycle. Yeah. And um, so many people go through that. And I think a lot of blokes, especially, they don't 
try and go and, uh, and get help because they're like, no, I've not got a problem. And they, they're not maybe doing it every day. Yeah. So they think, hey, you've not got a problem. But it's for me, it's still a, a problem if you're you're a slave to it every week. Yeah. You know, you've got to do it. And it's it, and you're working all week just to get to that Friday, Saturday night where you can just go and smash yourself to bits. Yeah. You know, that's not that's not living, really. That's not living. And, you know, today, like, I, I just make, I make every day count, you know, every day count, every, every day, every day is a, a good day. And I have, a, I have that, I don't have that, I suppose, euphoria like you spoke of on a mm. Friday, Saturday night. Sometimes on a Friday and Saturday when I'm not gigging, I'm like, it would be fun to go out, you know. <laughs> but that that's that one-off, that's all your tokens used up in one yeah, night. You know, yeah, I, have yeah. a, I have all my tokens now spread out over the whole week and I have satisfaction out the whole week. And I have my nice. ups and downs still. Yeah, I'm ups and downs. Of course you do, because that's life. But um, overall, my life is just 10 times happier. Amazing, Couldn't mate. tell you. Yeah. How, old, how old was a little in there? Six months. Mate. Yeah, so he's uh, so he's, he's, he's great. And uh, I mean, you've got, got kids yourself, so you know exactly yeah. what. It's just, just amazing. It's hard work, you know, and, yeah. and life's, life's different. And um, But I love it. I love being like, I love being family, man. You know, I love it. It's beautiful thing. And tell you what, funnily enough, because I've just had a chat with my with the mother of my kids, Lisa. And like her, we've got a great relationship, her and I. We've always gotten on, even when we sort of hated each other and fell out. We like we was always there for the kids. And our our youngest, Bailey, has just been messaging going, uh, I ain't got me rent. <laughs> I'm like, you little prick, you had the fucking money the other week. You're like, but I'm, a, I'm studying, Dad, and I went out. I'm like, yeah, but you're supposed to go out all the time. And as I'm telling him, he goes, he just goes, yeah, but Dad, I'm, I'm just like you and I. And I went, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. So I've just been speaking to their mom, his mum, and we were like, all right, look, we'll, 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 we'll let's go. I was on his rent, and then he's going to have to pay us back later on. But what my point is, even when they get up, they're grown ups. You're never, they're never not going to be your kids. There's always going to be something. Like my, when I was growing up, I remember my mum and dad were like, you're 18 now, you're out on your own, you got us. And it, I just can't do it. So, yeah, you know, he messaged yeah. me all the time. He was like, dad, I need some money. I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. I've just given yeah. you some. The bank yeah. of mum and dad, that comes yeah. in handy now. It never goes away, mate. Never goes no, away. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but I do, um, do you know what? A lot, um, I have to thank you, actually, because I've had a few chats with you at gigs, you know, I think mm. when, when I was I was having a bit of a time of it, you know, and uh, you know you said some really helpful things to me. So um, oh, yeah, cool, you, was, you was you was really helpful, mate. So I do. I am very thankful. Oh, you're welcome, mate. It's always funny because because I think because how old are you? I'm thirty one. Yeah, so I think I think I always felt when I've when I've been around you, and I don't mean this in a patronising way. I think because my eldest is thirty, so you know. Um, I always felt like when you and I had a bit of a chat, it was always a little bit of me that was like, just want, like, want to put my arm around you. Go, it's gonna be alright, mate. It's gonna mm. be all right. I felt it was a little, <laughs> there was a little fatherly thing. Yeah, you know, you, you know, because I could see, you know, not we're not, we're not going into it, but you know, you, there was a moment and it was like, oh, fuck, I just want to scoop him up and go, it's gonna be alright. It's gonna be alright. Yeah. Don't you worry about it. It's gonna be fine. Yeah, you know? it's um. Do you, do you know what though? It's just at times you think, oh, I just it's 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 not going to be fine, you know. Mm. Um, but and I think my my like you know a lot of people talk about their twenties, you know, best time time in life, whatever. 
I would say top 20s for me. Like, um, no, nah, the 30s is where it's at. You know, I've started the 30s yeah. well, and it's going, it's going well, you know. <laughs> Do you know so, what? And it gets better the older you get. I've, I've noticed this. Now I'm in my 50, I'm 50. My 40s were great. My Now I'm at this position where I'm like, I don't really give a fuck about what people think of me. I don't want people to think I'm a prick, but I don't really care. If someone doesn't really like me, I go, well, look, I can't do anything about that. Look, I'm just doing the best I can do to be decent to everyone. If you don't like me, then there's obviously something going on and I can't do nothing about that. Yeah. But it's a nice position to be. Like, no one's really... No one, you know, like no one's watching what you're doing. They're just they're getting on with their own shit, and it's a nice place. In your twenties, you're too busy worrying about doing the right thing, saying the right thing, wearing the right thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. nice as you get older. It's a nice place. It's a shame that it's the wrong way round. Like when you get older yeah. and and you sort it all out, and you go, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I've got it." And you go, "Yeah, but look at me. I'm an old sag. I'm an old sack of shit now." Yeah, do you know what? That's 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 one thing I think that uh, age age gives you in it. Just like, well, especially when I've come to my thirties, like more security about. I'm just so much more secure about who I am, you know. Mm. And I do still try and dress dress as best as I possibly can, though every day, you know. And I probably <laughs> still I probably still care too much about what I look like, which is not he's not a good trait for a for a comedian, you know, but uh, I yeah, still but worry about my clothes, clothes far too much. But I, but do you know what? I, I, the difference is I worry about what I'm wearing, but I'm like, I like what I'm wearing. So yeah. if no one else likes it, then that's on them. But there is an element of still, I couldn't go out looking like a scruff bag. I've still got to be, yeah. you know what I mean? And, it, and, <laughs> and you know, I don't, because I see some people, I'm like, you just look like you've fallen out of bed. What the fuck? Like, I yeah. am your shirt, mate. I do like, or they go, yeah. oh, oh, I've had this, I've had this shirt on for a week. I'm like, well, you fucking shouldn't have done, right? yeah. you know. And or they took, there was one the other week. You went, oh yeah, well, no, if it gets dirty, I just turn my pants around or I turn them inside out. I'm like, I'm like, what are you saying? Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, Put some t- clean pants on, mate. At least I could, I could, yeah, I just couldn't, I just could never have that. I'm going up to the fringe uh, the first weekend of, of of August, and I'm going up there. With my mate, he's never been. Yeah, and um, he he's not in comedy or nothing like that. And he was like, oh, "I think that when we go up there, I'm going to dress a bit edgy." And I'm like, "Mate, I'm like to be honest, I was like, there's not really a lot of people like wet like us on the comedy circuit in comedy." I yeah. was like, "So if you just dress normally, like you know, he's from he's from Romford. Like I was like, if you just dress normally, I was like, you will be the edgy one. Oh, mate, you'll be the ultimate edge lord. You turn yeah, up what you normally like, wear." Yeah, exactly. I was like, you just dress you normally and then you'll be edgy. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I find yeah. maybe well maybe he wants to express himself and he feels like that'd be like a safer environment for him yeah. to kind of, you know, dig a bit deeper into, into who he really is and he wants to I don't know what he wants to wear. I don't know, angels wings and sequins and that maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, because you would yeah, you would uh like around here. You would just, uh, yeah, I don't think that would. Well, it would fly. It would fly if you had the confidence to do it, but <laughs> you, you could probably get quite a bit of stick, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's that you have to be, you have to be quite robust. You know? yeah. and, I, and I say that as someone, I remember years ago when I, where I grew up and I wanted to, I know there was a band called Bros and I had on a, I had a Stars and Stripes shirt and, uh, vintage Levi's and these DMs with like those metal bits on and all that. And I was, when I first put that on and went out, 
I was fucking terrified that I was yeah. going to get bullied. One or two people said a few things, but most of the people didn't bat an eyelid, and I was fine. But I can't imagine if you're really exuberant in a in a in a an environment that's not that progressive. That is that takes that takes some fucking balls. Yeah, there was a kid. Uh, uh, I do this thing on YouTube. Um, now and again, I host a show called Chatting Brit, where we basically go to different towns um, around the country and like ask the average Joe people on the street, you know, speak to them. And I do the ones in Essex, basically. And I speak to this kid. He's like eighteen, and he was he was in Harlow, and he was he was dressed so cool, like nothing I'd ever seen before. And I said to him, I was like, mate, like you must be brave, like wearing all that sort of stuff around here. He's like, yeah, but I don't care. He's going, he's going up to this art college in London. He's going up in September. And I was just like, I had so much respect for him. I was yeah. just like, mate, yeah. I was like, mate, you're going to go far. I was like, because if you're that bulletproof, especially, you know, an area like Harlow, I was like, I think you've got the right mentality where you could, you could achieve so much at yeah. such a young age as well. Oh, there's there's been people that I've known down the ages that were so ahead of their so ahead of their time that just went, well, no, I'm gonna do this, and because I, I was too busy worrying about fitting in. Whereas these people were like, why would I want to fit in? That's bollocks. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and I, it's yeah. only now I look back and I'm like, oh, you had the right idea. I could have been, I could have had such a different life. If I haven't if I hadn't worried about having the the, the right trainers, the same as everyone else, and and all that shit, do you know what I mean? Just, yeah. I just saw the world in a different way and I was oh, so admirable. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it, you know, sometimes it has helped me out in the past if I've had my mates say like, mate, you've got to get changed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're like, no, mate, that, that, like, as in, it's one thing going out there and edgy, but then it's another thing just, just wearing a bad polo, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wear something that's just shit, your shoes yeah, are shit. Yeah, just shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even out there. They're just, mate, that's a terrible decision that you've made. You to Sometimes you need to be told, <laughs> but, yeah, there's a bit of both of there. There's a fine line. Yeah, it's good to have your mates backing you up going, mate, nah, that's, you're, that ain't, a, nah, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. But how are you finding it, with, how are you finding it being a dad for the first time? You're good? Yeah, that's no, yeah. good. I love it. It's the best thing. Um, you know, uh, I mean, doing a comedy's doing a comedy's great, and but having having him was like, oh, do you know what? The the best thing I could ever be. You know, sometimes as a comedian, you're like, oh, I'd like to do this and one day do the O2 and do all these big things. And I think to myself, do you know what? I'm not as fussed about them things now because the best mm. thing that I can be is a dad. You know, that is yeah. the number one thing in my life and, and everything else is, is, sec- is secondary to that, really. I mean, it's still, I still work still work hard and yeah, of course. probably work a lot harder than I should because now I don't drink, I think. I want to make up for lost time and, and I almost channel all that sort of, I don't know what you would call it, but that sort of obsessiveness. Mm. I sort of channel it into the comedy now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the number one thing in my life is being a dad, 100%. It's mad, isn't it? It's a, it's... Because when I became a dad, it, it was the, the feelings that I got were I, I've never I'd never felt love like it before. Like I thought, my when I first dealt my son Keanu, I thought my chest was going to explode. I just had him in my arms. I can still feel it now. 
I'd never felt a love like it. It was just, it was incredible. Just this little, and then I'm like, fuck, I can't believe I made this. Made it yeah. with my penis. Yeah. How mad is that? Was that with that pathetic <laughs> little excuse for? <laughs> Uh, Speak for, for yourself, podcast. mate. Speak for yourself. Yeah, no, mate, I am talking about me. I'm talking about you. Not, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing yours, but I imagine. <laughs> I imagine it's a lot bigger than mine. <laughs> I don't know. It's all bag now. I'm in my fifties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it used to be good. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. It's like a vintage car. You know, it's like. Yeah. Listen, it's not getting up to 100 miles per hour now. No, but it's good to look at. It, <laughs> it's good to look at. It's good to look at, and you can appreciate it's done the miles. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's a well thumbed uh, <laughs> bit of kit. It looks like a dead Smurf, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see, mine, mine's a bit like a, like a a Mercedes that sort of like a little small Mercedes that sort of used. You know, it used to be a bit sought after. But yeah, now yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. now it's like ah oh, no it's it's, <laughs> it's not quite it's a bit dated. A, it's not quite a classic yet. It hasn't gone out the other side where people go. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not quite a classic yet. It needs a bit of a clean. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> mate. And uh, and with the missus, all good. She good. Yeah, she's great, mate. Yeah, she's yeah. great. She's, she's great. Yeah. And, uh, How's she find being a mum? Yeah, good and. Um, yeah, she's very natural at it, and uh, it's just yeah, great. It's great being a, just great being a family, really. Yeah, no, it's lovely, mate. I really, I, it's because we haven't spoken for a while, so it's really nice no, to I've hear not that seen, you're I've in not a seen better you in ages. Yeah, well, since, yeah, since we did that, I can't remember what it was. We were, in, we were in Bermondsey for something, and we were walking back. Was it? Yeah, I think I must have seen you since then. But oh, it's either Bermondsey or. I hosted that gig at Braintree and you were closing. Oh, yeah, we're doing... Oh, we're doing... Um, I'm doing your pie and mash gig. Yeah, and you're doing my pie and mash gig. I can't wait, man. Yeah. I've never gigged in a pie and mash shop before. Well, yeah, well, it's a bit of a different gig. It's a bit like... It's not your average average gig. In, uh, everyone has, has been really brilliant because people there, they're really up for it. And I sort of book it in a way that... It's, it's sort of people and I will I will open it up because there's only so many people almost you've got to fit the pie mash culture if that makes sense <laughs> you know, yeah um, in, in some sort of way but I, I'm I'm starting to sort of open it up um, but yeah obviously you know Rich Wilson fits that fits that perfectly I am I'm the epitome of pie and mash, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we've got we've got a great we've got a great lineup for that one. We've got you and Kelly Convey. Oh, perfect, um, mate. So really, really strong lineup, and it's great. People come and have a bit of pie and mash, and it's just it's just fun. It's easy going. Um, you know, it's not. It doesn't feel like your average your, your average gig. I think people were there to 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 enjoy it. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm I'm looking forward to it very much. So really looking forward to it. What, uh, like we were saying about, uh, like, because you, like, I don't really know a lot about football. I don't know. I've, I mean, when I was, when I was a teenager, all my mates were gooners. So I've been, I spent a lot of time at Highbury. All my family, yeah. my youngest son included, are all Chelsea fans. So I've been around that, but I went. I don't really, I don't really know much. I don't really know much about the culture, really. And like, I've been around the lads and things like that, but. Do, do you think mental health is a thing that comes up or is it still an issue, you know, amongst... Because you see, I've got to be honest, when I see a load of fans, when I'm at, like, Stratford and the football's on and it's all... People are they're, like, they're all barreling through 
Stratford Station, and I'm like, I'm like, fuck this. I need to get out of the way because it feels there's an air of fucking tension. Yeah, you know what I mean, and it's yeah. I don't imagine a lot of conversations are going around going, like, all right, John, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm a little bit low today, mate. Yeah, I don't imagine. I don't imagine there's a lot of that. Well, I think a lot, a lot of people, a lot of blokes use football. Going, you know, going down to watch the football. It's almost like a pressure valve, mm. you know, because. I've seen a lot of people when they go over football, they sort of act out a character. It's almost like they've been building all this anger or all this, you know, up during the week. And they go there, they drink loads, and then they're effing and binding and just losing their edge, you know. Um, I mean, it's a, when it comes to mental health and football, you're feeling a variety of emotions because if your team wins, if they've been 2 0 down and you end up winning like 3 2 in extra time. You can't you can't explain to someone who's not a football fan mm. how how amazing that feels. It's yeah. like it's like it's like taking drugs. It's like it, it's just an unreal feeling. But then obviously if you're on the other end of that and you're the other team, quite it, it, it absolutely kills you. And that's why people um are so emotional when it when it when it comes to football. Yeah. In terms of like actually having chats about, you know, mental health. I mean, I think it depends what sort of group that you go in because sometimes yeah. I'll go with a mate and I'll watch a game and really throughout the game, we're watching the game, but I'm talking to him sort of man on man, you know, and uh, being able to open up a little bit. Um, but then there's some sort of blokes that I, that I would go to the football with where, yeah, you just, just don't bring that sort of stuff up. You, you know, it's <laughs> like, why would you, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think it depends what sort of, football fan you are what sort of what sort of bloke you are but there are a lot of those sort of old school blokes over there mm. where a chat about mental health is, is just you know it's just non-existent really yeah 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 they're the people I grew up with you just you just yeah. wouldn't you just yeah just wouldn't all. yeah but and a lot of, go on yeah a lot with a lot with my mates uh, to be honest I think where, where I, I sort of had a you know, I had a bit of a thing of it and then I sort of myself out. A lot of my mates will talk to me quietly. Like if they're feeling, I'll always be, I'll sort of be the one that they text first now or give a call now because I just have a chat. I've not really got all the answers. I've got no answers in fact, but I'll just have a chat of them, you know, listen to them. And, and, and that's, and, and that's it. But you're surprised. I suppose it's surprising how helpful something like that can be, you know? Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. That, that's that, like so. That pressure valve is, you know, going to see your team and how does it feel? Because I like I say I've done my best. I really gave it a good go. Like I went to the games. I, I'm one of the last people to get chucked out of Highbury because um, it got. I, I, my mate got me in there, snuck in there, and then uh, they all they found out, and I got fucking booted out. But it was on the last game. Uh-huh. People, people were pulling the place down. They were like getting all mementos and things like that. So I've given it a go. But how how do you get that connection to a team of strangers? They're just a team of people, and the team changes all the time. Like the players change all the time, but this 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 passion that people have for the team, like where does that come from? Is that just something that's just in you as you're growing up? I or? think yeah, I think I think you either just come from it or you don't. Like when I've heard a lot of people go, oh yeah, like when I was seven, I decided to support this one and that one. I'm like. I don't. I don't think you really have the same that same passion in you that someone. I mean, a lot of my mates are West Ham fans. Mm. 
and it's literally the first thing they buy their kids West Ham West Ham kit you know all their family West Ham and it's literally like it's almost like a religion it's like a way of life you know? yeah, right. I mean for me for me I, for me I'm not as passionate as what I used to be from it one because mm. for me growing up it was always football was my outlet and it was my that was my go-to thing it's a way yeah. I've expressed myself sort of thing but then I found stand-up comedy and it's almost like stand-up comedy is my football team now right, that's the way right. I sort of see it but growing up I mean, I come from a family that both sides of the family were Tottenham. You know, we had some West Ham and sort of like cousins, but both my mum and dad's side, all Tottenham. So it was just, it was all anyone spoke about. I mean, my my dad, my granddad's, they would work. But that was, the, I, I can't really remember a lot of topics being discussed other than yeah. the football. Yeah, And right. that's just that's that's just how it was. So it sort of like brainwashes you in that sense. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's only when I've come out and I started doing comedy, I stopped going to the games as much because I've just, at times I was I was going to games and I was just like, why am I caring so much about this? Like, I've got no control over it. There's all the blokes there getting paid so much money. Like, they don't actually care about the team, really, yeah. I don't think. Why am I getting so worked up over it? You know, I, and then change a little bit. I mean, I still go over and watch the odd games and, and that now. But I'm certainly not as... Um, diehard nah. as, as what I was but for a lot for a lot of blokes for a lot of work, like working blokes it's sort of the only way that they can express themselves and yeah, the only thing they got really you know that's that's almost because everyone I think likes being part of something which is bigger than themselves yes definitely um, and for a lot of people that's that's football yeah no you're right it's that it's I've learned that over the years it's that need to be part of something so like you've said that's why a lot of youth cultures you know you had like the mods and the skins and the rockers and all that because you felt part of something you know like yeah. goths you know even though like our individuals you're like yeah but you don't you want to be different from that lot of people but you want to be in your little group of yeah you know and, that, and it's funny it's even now I, I like to think that I'm more of an individual but if I see a geezer and he's wearing a pair of red wing boots, and we do, you kind of nod at each other, go, "All right, mate." He's like, "All right." He's yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. sort of see each other. You know, like, I see you. He's like, "Yeah, I see you and all." Yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> just yeah. one of them. You just say so you're still part of something, even if you think you're not. And I think that is that's how well that's how human beings are, isn't it? We that's how we survive. We's in our in our group, isn't it? You know, that's how we protect ourselves from all the shit. You know. Yeah. And that's and when I felt when I when I started doing stand up, because growing up a lot for me, if I it was always football, play football morning, noon, and night, like just whenever I could. Um, if I'd got up to my dad and said, oh, "Do you know what I want to do? A bit of like drama or whatever," which I always wanted to do when I was younger, uh, I just don't think. Yeah, just wouldn't have been. Would, it just wouldn't have. It just wouldn't have happened. You know. Um, but we, when I started doing stand-up, like I was just, it was almost the best way I can describe my love for stand-up was like, oh, that's my new football team. Yeah. You know? And like now, if there's a game on, if Tottenham are playing, or I can do a gig, I'm choosing the gig 100 times yeah, out of 100. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even don't even think about it, you know? And it's, it's funny because I look back at how passionate I used to be about it and, and what I'm and what I'm like now. You know, it's just it's just not it's not even yeah. not even comparable. <laughs> what got you into comedy? What was the thing that fired you up? 
I always wanted to do it. I mean, when, when I was uh, when I was growing up, we had like Billy Connolly on Always in Our House, um, Peter Kay, like just these like sort of like sort of, I suppose like working class sort of comedians that that mm-hmm. just like you know my family used to love. Um, I just just loved. It. I always wanted to do it, but never had the the arsehole to say I want to be a comedian. Yeah, got to about twenty three. And uh, I weren't really doing too well in my jobs. I, I kept on sort of going from job to job. And I was thinking, like, I, I was really worried like, about, uh, about I suppose, what people cared about me. But I'd done failed at so many jobs. I was like, listen, go give it a go. You know that's what you really want to do. Go give it a go. So I found this course online. I was like, oh, mum, do you mind getting this for my birthday? So like an eight-week course, I had to learn to do stand-up, and I went and done it, and then then, then went from there really. And that was like Brilliant. that was like eight eight years ago, um, and I just I just I just love it, you know. And I think we all were, were, were a bit earlier on, maybe in the first five years, I was always worried about what's this person doing, what's that person doing. Yeah, I can honestly say now I'm at a point in like my stand-up where I really just care about the craft. I care about like how good am I? I oh, don't worry about him, you know. How, yeah. how good, you know. Because really, I don't want to be like anyone. I don't really want to be like anyone else. You know, there's only there's only one me, and like I just want to be as good as I can be, and I'm not I'm not like competing against anyone else. And I just love the process of one of my favourite things about stand up is the writing. Mm. If I'm writing something, I'm like, oh yeah, that's that's good, that's good, and that's when I enjoy it. Yeah, probably the most. And then obviously, then you get to work on doing it on stage, and then trying it out a few times, and then by the time it's absolutely on the money you're as a comedian you're not really enjoying it anymore because you've done all the bits you know, <laughs> like yeah. you've, you've played about with it a hundred times you know yes I've said that to people I've said it to bands I've got mates that are in bands and they were going oh fuck it I'm not playing that tonight I'm not playing this that and the other and you're like but this is the first time they've heard it like you might have been doing it for five years but it's the first time those people have heard that song so you got to do it. Yeah. you got to do the one that works, mate. And it's hard. Of course it is, because you want to do the new stuff. Um, but there is, a, I do feel there is a bit of a snobbery, even though they're doing, you know, there's bursaries and there's things like that. There is still a snobbery, I feel, towards people that sound like us. You know, men and women, everybody, anyone that's sort of working class, there's still a, there's a, there's a feeling of, you know, it's like, oh yeah, but it's not going to be like, it's not going to be very clever like we said earlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I, I think um, I always think like there's if, if if you've got like an accent, if you've got a thick accent, whatever, the jokes always sound funnier. Yeah. Do, you see, do you see what I mean? I, I think that's 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 one thing. But um, yeah, I mean, if you go to the if you go to the Edinburgh Fringe. I only go like I only go like for a week or so at a time. I don't know if it's more like there, but I I find if you're doing the clubs, I find if if you're more like us, then I don't know. I just feel like you can you can hit it harder. You, you, yeah. you know, that's my personal opinion. But I, I'm not, you know, people <laughs> no, do say it a different way. Do you know what? It's interesting because this year, because normally, because I've done. Last few years I've been up in Edinburgh. I've done. I've been in the venue, and I'm like in the afternoon, so I'm like at four o'clock in the afternoon. And I always gave it my all, but I was always like, oh, it doesn't feel doesn't feel right. 
it doesn't feel like I should be here. And then now I'm doing my show this year is at nine twenty, and it's a, it's a, it's like so, and it's down on this venue on Calgate in Edinburgh. So I know it's going to be rowdy. I know it's going to be. I'll do yeah. what I do, but suddenly so, I'm like, yeah, that's where I feel more comfortable I, because that's where I grew up. That's where I came through in the clubs, not knowing what's going to happen at any point. Someone could get involved, shouting out, doing whatever, and then I deal with it. And I'm like, yeah, that's my strengths. I've been trying yeah. to fit myself into this, what I thought Edinburgh wanted, which was this like thoughtful, more of a play rather than a stand-up show. And I'm like, no, I need someone to call me a cunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I mean, I do a lot of hosting now, mm. taking a lot of um, inspiration from you because you're, you're probably, oh, well, probably the best at it. You're probably the best at it, I would Bless say. You. You're Bless the best, you. best I've seen anyway. I appreciate um, that. But I, I am, love, by the way, I, you. <laughs> you are, you are. But I love, I love hosting because yeah. I just love that. I love that sort of, you don't know what's going to happen. You know, obviously, I grew up around all sorts of people that like, you better be on your toes because they're going to, they're going to take the piss out of you. They're going to, you know, you've got, you've got to have a few rebuttals ready. You know, yeah. it wasn't, you've always got to be sort of on, on, on your game. Absolutely. I think that's that's goes back to what you said about us. We can we can hit it harder because we've had it. We're growing up, we've had to be that way. So we haven't really we didn't really start from our first gigs. We started way before. We started in school, we started in the pub when, you know, you're telling a story and you and in your head you're like, I've got to make this story fucking funny. I'm gonna get ripped yeah. to shreds. So you don't yeah. realise inadvertently you're practicing and honing, you're honing your, your craft. And then that's yeah. why a lot of us, when we come out and we start gigging, all of a sudden, it doesn't take us long to get a bit further along because we're like, yeah, I've been practicing for this since I was born because I didn't want to get fucking verbally killed. Yeah, yeah, like, verbally killed. There's two, there's two things I'd say on that, you know. Like, um, I would say, I would say I've got a lot of my sense of humor from, from, from growing up because, you know, I, I, I say I very much come from a working class family. Mm. But you know the the upbringing, and I talk about this in my in my stand up. But the upbringing I had, you know, my dad had his own had his own business, you know. Um, so like the upbringing I had at times was 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 a bit more middle class, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And so the school I went to, where I'm surrounded by other people that like didn't necessarily have, have the things that were that we had, uh, almost that made me more of a target, you know. <laughs> You know, because it was like, yeah, it made, it made it made me it made me more of a target. So I always had to be, because almost the, the world I grew up in was not like a was not like a middle class world, I would say. But uh, uh, it had, um, but, but 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 like I said, we had we maybe had a, a bit more. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, it made it so it made me it made me more of a target. You see what Mate, I mean? So, I totally get it because my dad. I've said this before. My dad was a civil servant. He used to work at Whitehall. Like his his boss was Gordon Brown. So that is like that's a middle class profession. So we yeah. were kind of in that weird gap between working class, uh, sort of upper working and lower middle. And so we didn't want for anything. We always had staff, but. It's a weird place to be because you're sort of not, you're sort yeah. of nothing. I see. I've always felt like I don't really. I mean, social classes are so all over the place, but yeah, I've never felt really 
comfortable calling myself either one. I have a working class, yeah, middle yeah, class, yeah. you know. And obviously, the way, the way I speak, I often get put into that working class bracket, but I never, I never go, yeah, that's that's me. I sort of always have to say, well, actually, it's a bit, it's a bit, you know, especially the part of Essex I'm from, it's it's full of people that that are sort of working class people that have done a bit better for themselves, earn a bit yeah. of money or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, totally a, bit, it's it. a bit unique in that sense. It's a bit fucking all over the place. I totally get it. But that just underlines the fact that people are more fluid than they're given credit. This need to be shoved into boxes and go, uh, you're that, you're that, you're that. You go, yeah, I'm that sometimes, but then a lot of the time I'm this. And then sometimes I'm that. And then I'm all over yeah. the place. And it, that's, I think that's where a lot of the mental health issues come from is where we feel we should, be, we should fit into one or the other because people are telling us, like, you should be that. And you go, all right, then I'll be that. But then you're back your edge, you're like, ah, but I'm not, I'm not really that. I'm more that over there. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, but that's not. Do you know what I mean? I think that's where a lot of it comes from. Yeah, it's it's funny. Well, I don't know what our obsession is about of like just pigeonholing people. That's yeah. you. That's you. You know, it's it's so much more. I mean, I've said, I've told this story before on another podcast, but I remember talking to a geezer that I used to work with, and um, his dad was an MP. He's a very well-spoken guy and he went to boarding school and this and that. And, but then his dad lost that, wasn't an MP and didn't have a job for years, but still felt the pressure because they come from that sort of, he, he went, his dad went private school, mm. his granddad went private school. He went through that thing of, oh, he, he still had to keep up appearances to send him to a boarding school. And he was like, it was rough growing up. Like we didn't have things, like, we didn't have barely any money. Like, mm. The days where we had to go without, and I'm just like, wow, like, what, what, where would you place that guy? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's a weird one, isn't it? We've got a bit of an obsession with, with class in this country, I think, and um, yeah, it's a lot more, it's a lot more layered, I think, than, than I think so. Yeah, I think mean, that's why we have to have these conversations so we can suss each other out a bit more and go, oh, yeah, that makes more sense. And the more conversations I have, the more better understanding I have which is why you don't necessarily have to sit and talk about mental health, but you can just sit and talk to each other about things, you know? I mean, that's why I love doing this. I've learned so much about myself and about human beings, you know? And I've got to meet some quality people, such as yourself, Josh. Yeah, well, there you go, likewise. It's been lovely, mate. This has been a really nice chat. Um, So you're going to... So where can we find you on, like, social media and all that? So... Um, Facebook, it's Josh James, Josh Jamesy, and then on Instagram, it's Josh, Josh Jamesy. And uh, it breaks my heart to say, but I'm now on TikTok. Ah, <laughs> mate, I'm on there, but I've yet to do anything decent. <laughs> uh, and on TikTok, it's Josh Jamesy. And I think every time I upload a TikTok video, I leave one little fraction of credibility on the stand-up circuit <laughs> but I'm on there because listen I'm desperate you know what can I say Mate, um, the, like we said we've, it used to be you could just do stand-up and then that would be it but now because of the way things are you want to build your own audience social media is so important yeah. and I used to knock it I, on here I'd go fucking social media but really yeah. you've got to be on it you have to be on that's how people find you now they're not watching TV yeah. they're looking at you on the TikTok and things like that so mate from what I've seen you're absolutely smashing it I love it I love the boxing promoter that's, that, I love it thanks mate Eddie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and, then, and then I'm on 
And I'm on YouTube as well, at Josh James Comedy. Um, and then, yeah, I've got I've got a podcast as well that I should probably mention. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Producer will, um, producer will have a go at me, which is called That Josh James Show. Yep. So, nice and original. Uh, uh, you see, it so, works, mate. If it, if it, it ain't broke, don't fix it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Josh, I knew this would be lovely, and I want to wish you all the best with your, your young family. I'm sure you're going to be the best dad in the world. And I want to thank you for coming on, mate. It's been a fucking joy. Thanks, Rich. Really appreciate it, mate. And um, good to see you as always. Insane in the membrane. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Made by DarkHorseDigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.